Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we review the 2023 season for the San Francisco Giants. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane. And you can find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly, truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. And guess what? If you do, you have an opportunity to get a little bonus for doing that. Just take a screenshot of your review, send it over to fantasymds at gmail.com, or even just send it to us on Twitter, Instagram, whatever is easiest for you, and you will get a chance to join our listener league for next season. And lastly, if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below it subscribes to the channel and also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode and guys real quick before we get into the nitty-gritty here i need to talk to you about game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price always guaranteed all right guys so as i mentioned at the top Talking about the San Francisco Giants, they finished in fourth place in the NL West this year, 79 wins, 83 losses. Honestly, did a little bit better than I thought they would have. Not too many big names that are fantasy relevant here, so, you know, we're going to do the best we can for you today. But, Matt, I think there's one very obvious one that we need to talk about first. Oh, absolutely, and that's my boy, Logan Webb. Honestly, in my opinion, the only consistent bright spot of this whole team. And if we have time, I have one other name I want to talk about at the end of this because he's not on the list, but it is what it is. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We could make time. Maybe. <laughs> um, but Logan Webb here, uh, honestly, had a fantastic season. Like, quite honestly, I've been waiting for a season like this for a very long time for Logan Webb. If you've been with us since last year, I was calling this kind of season. He finally put it together, and it was magical. 216 at bats, 194 uh, stolen. Uh, I want to say stolen bases, strikeouts. You said at bats too. <laughs> oh my god, today. Okay, 216 innings pitched, 194 strikeouts, a 325 ERA with a 10 WHIP. I mean, you can't really beat that in terms of that. The only thing you probably ask that would leave me desiring to ask more of Logan Webb is, can you get that to a K per nine to just be like super elite? Not just elite, but super elite with a K per nine. That's the only thing that, like, okay, please, Logan Webb, develop. But, I mean, hey, I'll take that, right? Innings eater over 200 innings with 194 strikeouts. What can you ask more of this guy? And, honestly, too, to boot 11 wins. Now, if San Francisco somehow figures it out to bring more talent onto this team, Logan Webb's opportunities to win more games could be astronomical because the dude is just unstoppable when he gets on the mound. I love Logan Webb. Next year, I think he's like a top, you know, 12 to 14 pitcher for me once I finally figure it out where I'm actually going to get my rankings going. Because honestly, he's consistent, he's reliable, and 
the bonus of pit, uh, pitching in San Francisco half your games is another added bonus to Logan Webb. Yeah, Matt, you're you're spot on there. I have Logan Webb as my number eleven starting pitcher going into next season. Uh, he's earned the title of ace. I think he can anchor your fantasy baseball staff. You might need to go and get a strikeout guy, you know, as your number two or number three starting pitcher, but hey, that's fine. Uh, I want to give you the last three seasons for Logan Webb combined. So that's 91 starts, 37 wins, 25 losses, 307 ERA, 556 innings, 515 strikeouts with a 1-1-1 whip and a 3-FIP. Once again, FIP is um, a ERA indicator. It's a, you know kind of an indicative stat. Stat shows you where you know ERA is likely headed to, uh, rather than where it is. So you know he pitches right at his FIP, which is awesome. Honestly, not much else to say about Logan Webb. I think he's like the new Sandy Alcantara type guy, where he's going to throw a bunch of innings. He's going to be right or hover around that K per nine, probably a little bit under it. Um, the only thing that you can't really guarantee is wins because that San Fran team, I don't know where they're really headed. It doesn't look like they're headed up. But, you know, the control's only gotten better over the last few years as well. So sky's the limit for Logan Webb. Um, he, he, he's he got the stuff to, to go for that K per nine too, but I think he'd rather have that pinpoint control because his sinker is absolutely wicked. The slider's very, very good. He has that change up to throw them, you know, batters off a little bit. Uh, just very, very good repertoire. I really like Logan Webb. I think he's earned, you know, the title of an ace, especially when it comes to fantasy baseball. Let's move on to somebody who pretty much had a breakout year. Let's talk about Tyro Estrada. Uh, I really like Tyro. I had him in a few leagues this year. Um, he did deal with a couple of injuries. He had on um, that fractured left hand. He also had the sprained left wrist. So, you know, that kept him out for a little bit. But the overall numbers on the year are still pretty nice. 120 games for Estrada, 495 at-bats, 63 runs, 26 doubles, 2 triples, 14 homers, 49 RBIs, 23 steals. The guy really doesn't know how to take a walk. Uh, 22 walks, 120 strikeouts, so probably not as good as um, in points leagues as he is in Roto, but a 271 batting average. I really like Estrada, you know, 28 years old next year. Um, let's see where I have him at second base because that's probably where we're going to be taking him. I have him as my number nine second baseman. Really likes what he brings to the table. A little bit of power, a little bit of speed. The RBIs leave room to be desired. Bruns, mediocre on this San Francisco team. You know, there's not really anybody doing much there. But I do like Tyro Estrada. Yeah, no, Tyro, Tyro really had a great season overall. Just, you know, I, obviously I feel like the injury kind of you know, slowed him down because on, I feel like if he just didn't get hurt, that heater just would have continued all season. We would have saw a real true breakout. But, I mean, overall, the stats aren't atrocious, like Dom read off and whatnot. So, like, I'm impressed with the kid. I think he has another level. Age 27, I mean, normally you don't buy that breakout, like I was saying with Jorge Mateo and whatnot. But Estrada, I just feel like, has been slowly, like, just kind of, somewhat showing off a little potential and maybe this this next year if he could be healthy maybe take it to the next level and you know be a true fantasy contributor it's not like i'm gonna draft him like inc incredibly high yeah. nowhere near it but like he's somebody i'm definitely willing to take like a flyer on going into the end of the drafts like you know last five picks we're like okay he has a he has the perfect you know you know swiss army knife of position eligibility between second base outfield and shortstop depending on the platform you're playing on so i like him as a whole and that gadget player well let's move on 
Let's talk about Camilla Duvall. Um, I almost want to call him Camilla Deville, but you know, had a great season. Really did not expect this wild of a season from him with 67 innings pitched. The 87 strikeouts really stick out to me along with that to boot the 39 saves, like, and then the sub three ERA. Like, we know he's good. Like, last year he had 27. Last year he had 80 Ks to his 67 innings pitched, and he had a 2.53 ERA. But for him to go up another 12 saves with the way that San Francisco was this year is just really impressive. I like Duvall as a whole. I think that he's going to be, you know, a really good closer moving forward that everybody is going to be aiming. I think I'm going to have him probably as a top five, you know, closer for next year's season, just based off of, if you look at his production over the last two, you know, with the well over K per nine, the low ERA, the FIP fielding independent pitching uh, is a predictive stat is, you know, pretty on par to his actual ERA. A lot of this just seems real. It seems like he's the real deal. And as long as, he gets in these opportunities, you know, why don't, why wouldn't I draft him as a top five as my number one closer? Cause you know what you're about to get. And maybe this 39 is a real thing. I'm not saying he's going to get 39 next year, but 35 could be in a range of possibilities. And before I let Dom give his take on uh, Mr. Duvall and we keep going on the rest of the show, I have somebody great to talk about. October baseball is back, and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with a $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to create a new account. Then you can get in the action from first pitch until final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get the W and get paid, predict what's going to happen in the next at bat with quick bets. So head over to fanduel.com slash locked on today. Step up to the plate this postseason with the $200 in bonus bets guaranteed to make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the MLB. All right, Dom, I say go for it, bud. Matt, real quick. I think that was the cleanest ad that you've read. Like in the history of you reading ads on this podcast, so shout out to you for that one, my brother. Thank you. I've uh, I've been going back like Billy Madison style to school, back to school, back to school, and um, you know, I got a really great teacher. She's it's, it's really, paying off. She's paying some, off. She's very um easy to look at and pay attention to. You know, there you go. It's great. Very nice, sir. I'm I'm very very proud of you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, let's keep things moving here. Yeah. Camilio Duvall, he's the man. Very, very elite closer. I have him as my number seven closer going into next year. Uh, I can't really see him pushing pushing him up higher than that, but he's literally one of the most reliable closers in all of baseball. I really don't have too much to add here besides um, 70 saves or you know almost 70 saves over the last two seasons combined. Big strikeout numbers. He's got good stuff. His fastball, he averaged 100 miles an hour on his – oh, no, it wasn't even his – it was his cutter. He averaged 100 miles an hour on his cutter for the season. Uh, he throws a good slider that sits at around 89. His sinker sits at about 98. 
He has really, just really, really good stuff. I think Duvall is somebody that maybe there's even another level here, possibly. I don't know as far as the ERA, but the strikeouts, I think the strikeouts could even take a step up next year because he just, the stuff is elite. The control is very, very good as well. Um, we're getting better with a 1-1-3 whip. He's down from last year, a 1-2-4. I really think he's starting to figure it out. And guess what? He's only going to be 26 next year, Camilio Duvall. Definitely a name that I'm going to be targeting in uh, fantasy drafts as long as we don't have to pay too much for him. Now, let's move on to the rest of this team. Uh, you know, it's not a it's not a very, very fun bunch of names here, but we're going to do our due diligence. Uh, let's move on to the former Met. Let's talk about J.D. Davis. Now, J.D. Davis was serviceable at times this year. I, I know he was getting picked up and dropped a couple of times uh, on the year. As a 30-year-old, J.D. Davis, 144 games, 480 at-bats, 61 runs, 23 doubles, 18 homers, 69 RBIs, uh, 248 batting average. Honestly, not really too much to say here. Uh, we know who J.D. Davis is. He's got a little bit of power at this point in his career. Uh, batting average leaves room to be desired. He doesn't really steal bases. The counting stats are probably going to be mediocre if he's you know, back in San Fran next year, which I believe he's still under contract. Uh, no, he's actually going to be a free agent, so he might not even be back with the team. So we'll kind of see how you know things go here. Uh, just not really a guy I'm looking forward to for fantasy next year. More of a 15 man, you know, NL only if he's back with the Giants type of play for JD Davis. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about JD uh, fantasy wise. I don't really foresee him being too relevant. Um, I mean, I think I did some of my rankings where he's ranked, and he's nowhere even in the drafting range at this point. Yeah. Um, there's it's 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 just whatever um he'll be a great waiver wire player next year for those short stints he's good well let's move on let's talk about you know another player that's really good for deep leaks and that's alex cobb <laughs> um alex cobb you know what he always is reliable when it comes to you know coming off the waivers and then being successful for you and then dropping him the second he stopped but, I mean, you look at his overall numbers for the year, and they're actually really not bad. His age 35 season with 151 strikeouts, 131 stri- uh, 151 innings pitched. Man, I'm all over the place today, but I can hit, read and add, so we're good. Oh. <laughs> uh, 151 strikeouts, 130. Oh, God, I did it again. Innings pitched, 131 strikeouts. There we go. A 387 ERA with a 1-3-2 whip. Uh, ultimately, not bad stats. Uh, ERA is pretty much legitimate because his FIP is a 401, so he's right on par. I will never draft him unless I'm in like a 15-man league, 14-man league where, you know, things are rolling down and like, you know, things are getting desperate and I missed out on a lot of starting pitching and he's more of a depth piece at that point. We got to see. I just... You know, Alex Cobbs is somebody you're just going to end up dropping and picking up all season long in term, uh, in terms of draft season. Don't even bother. Yeah, I mean, kind of no. Once again, said it before, I'm going to say it again. Uh, we, we know who Alex Cobb is at age 35. High three ERA. Not really much of a, a K per nine type of guy. Never really was in his career. Control, not fantastic. Once again, never really has been, you know, a big thing for him. Uh, and another guy who's we don't know if he's coming back. He there, there's a team option for um 2024, 
Let's see if um, San Fran picks it up. So not even 100% sure where Cobb is going to be pitching. And who knows, maybe he calls it a career at age 36. Um, it's been a serviceable career for Alex Cobb. We'll see where the thing goes. Let's actually talk to somebody, talk about somebody who's a little bit more interesting here. Let's talk about Wil- Wilmer Flores. Honestly, guy had a, a strong season. Just another guy that towards the end of the you know season got very, very hot. Uh, picked him up in a couple of leagues. I know a lot of people were picking him up. Uh, age 31, another former New York Met. I forgot Wilma Flores. 126 games for him, 405 at-bats, 51 runs, 22 doubles, 23 homers, 60 RBIs, and a 284 batting average. Not really you see a guy at age 31 have a career season, but honestly, pretty much the best you know season uh, for Wilma Flores' career. Just not another guy that I'm going to go out looking for drafting next year. Um, he plays a bunch of different positions, once again, depending on what kind of league you play in, what they you know gauge their position eligibility like. But, you know, Wilma Flores most likely has a couple of different spots. He actually will be with uh, the Giants again next year. He's still under contract, so he's probably going to play. Uh, you know, if you need a corner middle infield, I believe he's eligible at first, second, and third. Uh just not really much to say, not really targeting him. Probably one of the last picks of your draft for the most part, even in a 15 man league, probably a later guy, corner, middle infielder type of dude doesn't steal bases. You're really just counting on him trying to repeat that solid batting average and giving you a couple home runs along the way. Not really much to talk about here with the breakout season, age 31 for Wilma Flores. Yeah. I mean, uh, he's another one. I mean, I, I, you know what? This team just makes me sad. I, I just, I, I really uh, was hoping that we'd have an actual giant fan on this um, on this um, podcast, yeah, ep- episode with us this week. But unfortunately, he uh, wasn't able to make it, so it is what it is. It would have been the only way we can uh, have some light on this. Essentially, <laughs> but we're gonna move on. I really don't have much to say on uh, Wilmer Flores. Let's talk about Kyle Harrison. Uh, you know, he's interesting, right? You know, obviously top-end prospect coming into the year. You know, had some bright moments, had some ugly moments. But, I mean, that's to be expected of a young young pitcher coming up in the league. Uh, you know, ultimately his overall numbers aren't atrocious. 34 innings pitch, 35 strikeouts, 415 ERA with a 115 whip with a FIP of 553. So I don't know how much we're buying of the ERA or how much that's, you know, bunched up in like like one or two starts so we'll see what kyle harrison can bring to the table next year ultimately you know he's somebody i'm probably going to be taking a shot on and uh if he doesn't really like really make a splash come spring training because he could be somebody that can provide some serious fantasy value in 2024 but it all depends on if it hits or not and it could be a slow start it could be you know, more of a guy that we say, hey, don't draft and keep on your watch list because if he does figure it out, it could be really special. We shall see. He isn't like, to me, a Grayson Rodriguez or, you know, Logan Gilbert. Yeah, Yuri Perez or even how Logan Gilbert was when he got the call. You know, Kyle Harrison really didn't show up for a full time like the others have. So Kyle Harrison is somebody that we're going to just have to keep right here in the back of our mind and, you know, make sure that we're paying attention to him come come uh spring training but before we move on and dom can again try and get his word in we have one last sponsor for you 
Guys, I need to talk to you about Game Time. Have you ever tried to buy tickets to see your favorite artist or sports team and wound up being stressed out by how much of a hassle it can be? Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why you need to check out the Game Time app. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Using the Game Time app is super rewarding with flash deals and last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, images and views of the seats you'll be sitting in, lowest price guarantee, and event cancellation protection. I mean, there's a reason it's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets and the lowest prices always guaranteed. All right, guys, so this is finally where I start to get a little bit excited, starting to talk about these young guys that have upside, you know, kind of, all right, they're kind of almost the mystery box thing, you know, it could be anything. But with Kyle Harrison, there's a lot, a lot of upside. Let's talk about the 2022 season in the minors for Kyle Harrison. He had 25 starts, 271 ERA, 113 innings, 186 strikeouts in 113 innings, and a 1-1-3 whip. Now, very, very promising upside. The kids got got really, really good stuff. The fastball sits around 94. He throws a slurve, which is a pretty good pitch for him. The changeup is is all right. You know, stuff he, that he's still working on at the moment. I think the big thing when he got called up, which is super interesting to me, is he gave up eight home runs and seven starts. And you know what? The ERA wasn't even atrocious. It was a 4-1-5. Uh, as Matt mentioned, and then the whip really, really good, one one five. So you know he wasn't really walking too many guys. Didn't give up a crazy amount of hits. Just a lot of balls flew out of the park on him. I think he was trying to make some adjustments this year because even in the minors he had a four five two ERA, very un um, uncharacteristic of Kyle Harrison. I think Harrison is going to be a sleeper next year. Let's see where I currently have him ranked. It's probably pretty low. I have him as my number 97 starting pitcher. So kind of one of your last picks of the draft. You throw the dart that way. It's a good ballpark to pitch in. Uh, I think the coaching staff there is going to work with him. They're going to kind of figure a few things out. And it's it's a it's a great park to pitch in. Once again, he's not going to give up eight home runs and seven starts. I think that's a very big outlier for Harrison. Harrison's definitely a name that, you know, I, I want to see what happens with him next year. I won't be afraid to throw my dart Harrison's way come draft time next season. But let's talk about Luis Matos. You know, uh, nice young player for, you know, the San Francisco Giants. Didn't really blow anybody away when he got the call. He was, you know, very mediocre through 76 games. Once again, Luis Matos, 228 at-bats, 24 runs, 13 doubles, a triple, two homers, 14 RBIs, three steals. Love the strikeout-to-walk ratio with 20 walks to 33 strikeouts, 250 batting average. Um, he actually dominated, dominated, dominated the minors this year. Uh, 63 games for Matos down there, 254 at-bats, 41 runs, 14 doubles, 2 triples, 12 homers, 38 RBIs, 15 steals, and a 331 batting average. Now, this is a kid who's really known for the batting average. He's got a little bit of speed, a little bit of pop. If he could ever really pull it all together and, you know, develop, maybe get a little bit more meat on those bones at 5'11", you know, 160, there's, there's upside. There's upside here. 
probably not once again not a name that I'm going to go out of my way to draft. This is probably more of a deeper league guy. Uh, I really have to figure out where I'm ranking him as far as outfield goes. I really don't think I threw him on the list. No, still kind of working out the kinks with these rankings. And guys, if you do want our rankings, hey, join us on subtext. We're going to be releasing them soon. Uh, A lot of good preseason stuff for 2024 going to be on subtext soon. So don't forget about that. But uh, Matt, thoughts on Matos? So my thing with Matos is I just really don't care. Um (laughs) That's really just the standpoint on it. Um, no, that's out on the Giants. Um, pretty much. They, it's just one of those. They, they're just one of those teams that are just scrappy. They're a really good baseball team. They're not really yeah, valuable not for, for fantasy. Fantasy, exactly. So, like, you know, there's some names that are interesting, like the next guy, but Matos is just not my cup of tea. You know, enough. He, he'll go on the watch list, or if he has a monster spring, we could talk about him again. But I need to see it. No, I need to see some kind of like shine. But let's talk about since I already kind of like teased him a little bit. Let's talk about Mar- uh, Marco Luciano. Uh, Luciano, honestly, is very interesting, and you wouldn't say that by looking at his numbers from you know being up in the bigs. You wouldn't say that by looking at 2023's batting average. But I'm gonna I'm just gonna point out a few things that are kind of like what's grabbing my eye, right? So in 2023, he had 269 at bats, 42 runs, 14 doubles. 15 bombs, 40 ribs, six stolen bases, 46 walks to 100 strikeouts. It batted ugly, ugly 223. But I like the walk to strikeout ratio, right? Again, in 2022, he only got about 227 at bats. He had 33 runs, 12 doubles, 11 bombs, 36 ribs, and 26 walks to 58 strikeouts. Batted 269. And then in 2021, he had 19 home runs. And again, the walk to strikeout numbers are there. So yeah. kind of in 2021. I yeah. like it. 48 walks, 126 strikeouts. Yeah, okay. But ultimately, you're looking at a 50% strike rate. I feel like, you know, I don't want, I haven't watched Giants. Like, okay, that's not the game I'm going to go out of my way and watch. But if I had to go and really go and do a deep dive, which I haven't yet, probably could say he probably fly balls out or ground balls out a lot. And that's probably his biggest issue. And I look at, you know, what he did when he first got the call up in July. He was batting about 273. Didn't really do much within, you know, 11 at-bats. And then he played about nine games in September. Had terrible batting average, but he had five walks to 12 strikeouts. I like that. Okay, plate discipline seems to actually be there, right? You know, did nothing really else with his opportunity at that point besides hit two doubles. So, He's just a name that, like, obviously, I'm not going to tell you to draft. He's, again, probably going to be, unless he shows out in spring training, a name we're going to be probably the first week that we do every season, which is guys to watch. To put on the watch list, to keep an eye on. Let's see what he does. And if Luciano decides to pop, he's going to be interesting. He might be a great waiver wire pickup. I mean, you look at him and you go, okay, he's really nothing impressive. Six, six, one, 178 pounds. Probably like 180 pounds soaking wet, but you know that doesn't mean anything. I mean, you look at you look at the Martian and he just rocks bombs, but they're nowhere in the same stratosphere. But Luciano could be interesting. Yeah, see, I think this is the one guy we're really going to differ on. I've never been a fan of Luciano. There was a lot of hype uh, back when he first came over to the states back in like 2019. 
And he looked good in rookie ball, low A. He had good numbers. Then as you started to see him climb through, you know, the minor leagues, he really was starting to get exposed, in my opinion. He never really lived up to anywhere near the hype that he had. Hasn't had a good season since 2019, in my opinion. I guess the 2022 season was okay, was uh, decent. Didn't even steal a base that year, though. There's steals. I I can't even say steals upside, to be honest with you, because the I haven't really seen him do much of it yet. Power, eh, maybe a little bit. I just just a guy that, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of him. I think he's overrated. I think we're gonna start to see the prospect fatigue with him. I think if you're in a dynasty keeper where, you know, you can make offseason moves, if you like Luciano, you can go out there and probably get him for almost dirt cheap at this point. But me personally, I've just never been a fan. I know there's a lot of guys that really love him. Uh just hasn't been one of those guys that I really liked. Uh, Matt, I know you said there was somebody you wanted to talk about. I don't know if you want to throw this guy in now, and uh, maybe if we'll save this other guy that I had for another time. Um, I'm actually curious to see who you had. Go, go with Wise Hunt. I, you know, I feel like we just need to talk about him. Okay, yeah. Carson Wisenhunt is the top pitching, uh, besides Kyle Harrison, he's the top pitching prospect that hasn't debuted yet for San Fran. Honestly, I really like this guy. 6'3", 209, 23 years old. Actually, hit. Oh, yeah, he just turned 23. So happy, you know, birthday to Carson Wisenhunt. Honestly, a lot, a lot of upside. He had 16 starts this year in the minors, 245 ERA, 58 innings, 83 strikeouts. Uh, batters hit 177 against him and a 102 whip. A lot, a lot of upside, in my opinion. I think he's going to be very, very good. He has a very, very, very nasty changeup, keeps batters off balance. The fastball is, you know, uh, decent he you know sits out around tops out at around 96 usually sits around 93 94 if he really can th- like develop that third pitch if he gets a breaking pitch the curveball is something that he doesn't use a lot but it's something that he could potentially develop this kid you're probably going to hear about him a lot over the next couple of years i think he's going to be very good especially if he stays with san fran as we said about all of their pitchers it's a great park to pitch in somebody i'm really interested to see how his um minor league season goes next year yeah for real i mean you know what i I didn't want to bring up my other guy because he's nowhere as good as this dude i think ultimately this is a good call for you uh by you and quite honestly you you handled them well Uh, i don't really have much to say and we don't really have the time for another name so ultimately i'm going to say let's get us out of here all right, guys, so that's all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. Also, thank you to our everydays and new listeners making Lockdown Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. But, guys, make sure to be on the lookout for a new episode tomorrow where we talk San Diego Padres. But, guys, until then, Peace. see you.